been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. It's September 21st, and my name is Gene, and I'll be your host today. And uh, we actually have a really fun episode today. We actually have a cool guest on today. It's Lindsay Paris from Inside the Magic, and she also runs RedheadedBabyMama.com. It's uh, she has a little blog site as being a parent, and they do crafts. It's all sorts of cool stuff. So she'll be on to talk to us in a little bit. We have a really cool sponsor today. You guys all know Sam from the podcast; she's on all the time. Her company, JSA Creations, is our sponsor this week. And her and her husband will be joining us to talk about her ears. And they are probably the best park ears you're going to find in the planet. Really cool stuff. So thank you so much for having us. Oh, you're you're always here. So, you know, you're more than welcome. And we can't wait to meet Joey a little later on in the episode, your husband. So, so yeah, I mean, we begged and begged and begged and pleaded and pleaded and pleaded. She finally agreed to be a sponsor. And uh, we're just really proud to have her actually, uh, you know, do part of, be part of the giveaway. So, all right. So we'll actually, we'll talk about all that stuff. But first, let's get into the Disney Underground Roll Call. Obviously, we all know Sam is here. So hello, Sam. Hello. And Randy's here. What up, Randy? Hi, everyone. And last but not least, we have Shakti. What's up, Shakti? Hi. So actually, and me and Shakti actually have a pretty cool announcement for later on in the episode. So we actually got something planned for next week's episode, and we'll uh, let you guys in on that in a little while. Just got to get through some other business first, but um, it's going to be really cool. Stay tuned for it. All right. Um, and before we go any further, also, let's announce last week's winner for the giveaway. She had the correct answer. It was Tusker House, which was Sam's number one table service dining option. And she wins the cosmetic bag and the ear straps. Uh, the winner is Doris. And excuse me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Macalini. Doris Macalini, we will be reaching out to you on Instagram to get your shipping info. But congratulations. Thanks for listening and thanks for entering. And we will be in touch this week. All right. Yeah. So actually, you know, we actually have this week's giveaway. Randy, why don't you let everybody know the rules for this week's giveaway? Okay, this is how you enter. Uh, make sure you're following our Instagram, which is at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Uh, send us a DM with the trivia question answer. The correct answer enters you into the drawing for a chance to win the prize. One lucky winner will be selected from all the contestants with the correct answer. The winner will be announced on next week's episode, which will be uploaded on September 29th. You can answer it from right now until Thursday, September 24th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good luck, everyone. This week's trivia question is, on thir- last Thursday's episode, which was uploaded on September 17th, Angelique gave her top five rides and attractions in Disney's Hollywood Studios. What was Angelique's number one ride and attraction in Disney's Hollywood Studios? The winner will be announced next week, which will be uploaded on September 29th. Good luck, everyone. Yep, and actually, just just a heads up, everyone, next week's episode won't be uploaded on Mondays as normal. The reason as to why we'll be talking about it a little bit later, about uh, me and Shanti, we'll let you guys in on it. Um, but it will be uploaded on Tuesday, so a day later than typical. So just so you guys know, so if you show up on Monday looking for the show, we won't be here. We'll be here the following day. So, um, and since Sam is the sponsor, perhaps you might want to do the honors of letting everybody know what this week's trivia giveaway prize is. The prize for the giveaway is going to be a shop credit. Pick any of our 64 designs that we have in our shop. You just go ahead and send us a DM telling us that you won and we'll go ahead and honor it. Excellent. So, and I didn't know you guys had that many. You had 64 now, huh? 64, yeah. That's crazy. That's really cool, man. And you guys have some just really fantastic stuff, man. So, and actually, a little bit later on, guys, we'll be discussing some Disney dining. You know, we all have that one Disney restaurant that we haven't been to yet that we all just like, I got to go there. And, you know, sometimes you get there, sometimes you don't. Uh, but today we'll be talking about that one Disney restaurant that has kind of eluded all of us that we're dying to get to, why we want to go so bad, and what our sample menu would be when we finally get the opportunity to eat at said restaurant. So hopefully we all did our homework and we'll all be starving by the end of the episode. But you guys, you guys got some good options there? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So that brings us to today's special guest. She works for that big time Disney blog site, Inside the Magic, also redheadedbabymama.com. Let's welcome to the show, Lindsay Paris. Hey, Lindsay, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? So happy to have you today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sounds like we're going to have a good time. Hopefully, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I know you're a big Disney fan. I know in, in Inside the Inside the Magic, everybody on the show loves it. Big fans, big fans. You got the latest news, info, everything. So, um, Thanks for reading. Yeah, no, you guys do a great job of keeping everybody up to date with everything that's going on at Disney right now. So, But yeah, so how did you get started with them? You know, it's been a long journey. 
I started my love of Disney, I guess, in uh, 1989 with uh, my first trip to Disney's Hollywood Studios, or MGM, as it was at that point. <laughs> I still call it that. <laughs> I still, I know, I fall right back into it as well. And, you know, that carried out throughout my whole life. I started writing, you know, when I got my master's, requires a lot of papers, and started my own blog in 2012 and kept that going for a while, and then finally decided to bring my love of Disney into my writing. Uh, that led me to serve on the Disney Parks Moms panel for two straight years, which was just an intense, wonderful labor of love. And then after about a year's break from that, Inside the Magic offered me a position. And that was really serendipitous because I was looking to write more Disney content. Uh, I had penned two articles on behalf of the Moms panel for Inside the Magic and really enjoyed that. So it was a natural fit. So I have been with them since December of 2019. And it's been great. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, what's funny is I actually applied at Disney Disney Moms panel years ago. Oh, I don't, did you? You have to, yeah. do you have to be a mom or can you be oh, a dad? Oh, absolutely not. No, no. It's a misnomer. You didn't, know, the first, didn't work for me, but. The first panel group in 2008, I even think included one dad if I'm, if I'm not wrong, but over the years has included aunts, uncles, grandparents, non-parent, the young people, you know, since mm -hmm. I'm an old person now, the young people are on there. And they recently rebranded to plan Disney, which I think is great because that is what they help the Disney guests do is to plan their trip. So perfect name if you ask me yeah that is actually it is perfect it, but it, usually it's just the one year right once you're on it you're only on for like a year right and then they redo it is the it is a year of it is a year of service and then you can reapply if you were interested in working further but there is always a special new class accepted every year sadly not this year with all the difficulties that the parks have had due to the situation as they call it in, <laughs> in 2020 but it's it's a wonderful large growing family and i'll tell you not not one person knows everything about the parks, but there is power in numbers. And throughout the shared experience of the panel, they can get your question answered. You know, and that's the, the cool thing about Disney is, is it is so big that it is so like, you'll never meet anybody that no matter how much of a Disney aficionado they think you are, and even I think I am, you just, there's not, you can't know everything. There's just not enough. No, room. I mean, so from the, from the cruises to run Disney, Disney Vacation Club, Disneyland, Disney World, and then you get into the international parks, you know, that, that in itself is a bucket list. Now, are you more into the movies or to the parks or is it kind of just blended into one big oh, thing? It's hard to say. I, you know, of course I love the movies. That's where my fandom started before I even hit the parks. But I am a parks nut. I'm a self-professed Diz nerd. And, <laughs> you know, I love the parks so much. I'm a Magic Kingdom hardcore fan through and through. I'm, a, I'm an Epcot junkie. You know, I yeah, love I, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm Epcot all day. In fact, that's I always Epcot's always my first day there, and it's always mm -hmm. my last day before I come. Home. That's so funny. Magic Kingdom's always my first day there, and then I've got to touch it one more time before I leave. Yeah, see, I'm the same way. I actually, it's funny. We do the same days exactly every the same exact way every the same repeat. Day. Epcot day one, day two is Magic Kingdom, day three is Hollywood Studios, day four is Animal Kingdom, and then we repeat the cycle. Sometimes, hopefully, I get a third day at Epcot. But yep, you know, <laughs> I'm lucky. So, what's uh, what's your favorite resort down there? Oh gosh, Polynesia. Really? I'm a hardcore. Oh, yeah. I love it too. All, all the time. I mean, I love Pop Century. It's, you know, affordable. It Now it has that Skyliner. And, you know, I love its proximity to Epcot, Hollywood, Disney Springs. It's right there in that nook. So if I'm not at Pop, I'm at Polly. Cool. I mean, you know what? I never went, I never stayed at Polly until recently. Well, not recently. I guess maybe it's been about a year now. But that was my first time staying there. I would go for Ohana and mm -hmm. to go to um, Kona Cafe. But I never actually stayed there. And I always loved it. it just, But I was always, to me, it was always the boardwalk. And so, um, ah, yeah, because yeah. I can walk to Epcot. There's, a, there's walks around, and then there's a lot going on over there at the boardwalk, yeah, the, too. There's the a lot of appeal. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, like I, I said it just about a year ago was the first time I actually stayed at the Polynesian. And now I've become a huge fan of the Polynesian. I already thought I loved it because of the food. Now I just love the, oh, the, no. the rooms. You got to get the the little jetty over to Magic Kingdom, mm -hmm. the beach, the boating. You got to get Trader Sands Grog Grotto in there every single day. <laughs> you know, yeah. monorail access. For me, it has it all. And I feel like when you're in the lobby, the smells, like it has its oh, own distinct yes. smell, the Polynesian. Like you Absolutely. smell, I don't know if it's a combination of the restaurants, the, the little fountains. I don't know what it is, but it's got its own yes. distinct scent. No, you're right. It, Disney has those smellitizers all over the resort. You know, there's there's a scent memory there. Sure. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, you're right. It's all over It's all over the old world, Disney world. But like, I feel like theirs is just like super strong, you know? 
So when did you realize you wanted to, I, I know you mentioned it was in 89, but when did you know you wanted to become like just a writer in general? Because you know, just I busy, have, but just, I know, obviously you have a passion to write. I do. And I kind of accidentally happened into it. Um, I have a master's in costume design. That is my, my first career. I sew, and of course I love to Disney bound. I love to create Disney costumes, but also for, you know, musical theater professionally in Atlanta and also in education industry and things like that. But when I was in grad school, it required lots of papers, lots of research, lots of theoretical study. And I got good at writing and I enjoyed it. Um, I found a personal style and loved to use it. When I graduated about four years, I kind of fell out of it due to the professional working world. And I found that I missed it. So I started my blog in 2012 at the behest of my mother. She's like, you should do this. You you might really like it. And so I was like, well, nobody would read it. <laughs> but, you know, I found a little community that I enjoy. And so I started writing, started off very scrapbooky. This is what's going on with my family. And then it turned into crafts and lifestyle and now incorporate more Disney content, a lot of crafts and sewing projects that I do. And now Inside the Magic's given me an opportunity to kind of explode that Disney love and combine it with the writing and it's a perfect marriage. I would say it's, it's, that's the dream right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have the dream job right now. I mean, with Disney Parks Moms panel, it is 15 to 20 hours a week of research and writing. So it's, a, I, it's a job. I mean, it's... Oh, it is. It, it is a job. It's a wonderful job. It, you know, it feeds your soul. I was so sad when my time ended. But when, you know, that first week when I had nothing to write, there was like a little hole in my week. I was like, how do I fill this? I feel so empty, you know? But kind of found found my way around that now, and I love it. So how often do you get to the parks? Um, for up until recently, I've been an annual pass holder for the last three years. The most times I have ever gone to Disney in a year, I'm not sure I phrased that correctly, was seven, seven times in a year. Minimal one ever since we'll call it 2011, park mm -hmm. hopping at least one time a year. So it's been a lot. I tend to absorb and try new things every time I visit, which I think is sort of what I do. Why do I keep going to Disney? Don't you know there's other places to go? Yeah, sure. But as many times as I've been to Walt Disney World and just a few times at Disneyland, I still haven't done everything. There's still more to do. Well, and that's the thing too about Walt Disney World is it's its own town. You know, there's... Oh, yeah. And they only use like only... A, there's like a, it's only like a third of the property they have. Could you imagine if they haven't filled that thing up, you know, they don't, they don't even use all their property. No, I know that lots of it is reserved conservation wise. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. There's that. a lot of, there's a lot of natural marshes. There's a big conservation effort down there because so much of it is used so well. Um, so they'll never develop the whole darn thing, but you know, it's been 20 years since we've had a new park. They opened a new park almost every decade, seventies, you had uh, magic kingdom, eighties, you had Epcot nineties, you had animal kingdom. Um, in 2001, I believe was when Disney California Adventure opened. And so we've been sitting around waiting for something new. I wish they would. Was, I'd love to armchair Imagineer it. <laughs> oh, it would be amazing. And I'd love to, uh, I, you know, they always talk about maybe they do like a villain park. That oh was gosh, a wouldn't that Forbidden be Kingdom. most fun? It would be the coolest park. It would be, it would be, like, the, <laughs> it would be like the, th you know, that's where all the thrill rides would have to be, you figure, right? Oh gosh, yeah. You can picture it like Randall and Mike and Sully's door roller coaster that everybody mm -hmm. waxes about. You know, you could get Yzma and Kronk's secret lab. Oh gosh, you could just go crazy. Amazing. I would love it, you know. But at the same time, too, it's the the way they utilize what they have, too. Like, I, and that's one of the big differences I feel. I guess between California and, and Florida, I feel like a lot of times in Florida they don't always get rid of something to make something new. They can always just kind of extend it and build on. Um, and I feel like it's sometimes true. California doesn't get that same that same treatment. They don't. They don't California is they're locked in. They're yeah. totally locked in by the city of Anaheim. Yeah, Walt Walt did himself a huge favor by buying up all that land in tiny skirts. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the way they did, they put it under different companies, so it was a little yeah. Scene. Nobody noticed it until they noticed it. <laughs> then they were like, "Oops." <laughs> so, which park do you love? Um, Disney do you love better, land or world? Oh gosh, I'm a world at heart. The first time I made it over to Disneyland, I was really excited to see, you know, the original vision, the original project, as some. Walt Disney World lovers call Disneyland the first draft. And the castle was so tiny. Oh, it was so sweet and so little and just so teeny. I call it the teeny castle now. And I we love it for what it is. We call it the starter home. 
<laughs> starter home. Oh my god, it's the teen. Yeah, it's the teeny castle, and I love it, and I appreciate it for what it is. But man, Walt Disney World will always be home for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Me too. Me too. Have you ever gotten a chance to see any of the other ones in in Europe or Asia? I have not, but man, oh man, I can't wait for the day. Oh my god, I would have so much content. I'd be spinning around backwards. <laughs> so we actually have a couple of quick rapid fire questions. I just want to. I want to. First thing okay, that comes to right. mind when I ask you. you. Ready? Keeping me on my toes, man. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Favorite ride? Oh, Jungle Cruise. No questions asked. Really? Yes. I, I like Jungle Cruise too. I'm just, I've never heard anybody call it their favorite out of the whole. Oh, oh my gosh. Disney. I love it. I, I recently wrote an article on like the new Jungle Cruise merch that came out and someone dared to comment. Nobody likes the Jungle Cruise. What fan base is this? And I was like, me, I'm the fan base. It's me. <laughs> I, I, there's not a ride I think in Disney that I dislike because they all have something where it came from somewhere with Disney. So yes, I have to love it. It's like, it's like in my heart and brain and soul. I can't not like it. We're wired that way. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be a homer or a chill for Disney, but I, I just, but I love everything they do. I mean, it's, I can't remember the last time I was really ever disappointed with anything that mm -hmm. they've done. All right. So favorite restaurant. I mean, Casey's Corner. You got to have those corn dog nugs, Ugh. right? I know, but I also love Liberty Tree Tavern. Can I say, uh, that's hard. I mean, is, can you, can you qualify Trader Sam's Grog Grotto as a restaurant? I guess you could. They do offer sushi. That's true. So that's like a meal. That's true. I'd say that. That's, that's a hard question. I have, I have favorite restaurants in different like segments and different parks and restaurant and uh, resorts mm -hmm. and things. Is is there a restaurant you haven't tried that you that you said that I get next time I go I gotta go? Oh, I've got to get myself into Brown Derby. I still have never been there. You know what? I wasn't impressed with it. No, I, was I hear things about the salad. I gotta go try the salad. Brown Derby. I was so excited to try because I like like you said you always try to do something different every time I go. Yeah. Same way. I always say fifty percent of my trip is the good old favorites that I love that I can't uh, yeah. not go until the next time I go and miss. But then I always try to save at least maybe twenty five to fifty percent of the trip for new stuff so I could try yeah, like, new, new restaurant, new food new tour exactly you know something like that and i tried brown derby i was so excited because i had heard nothing but great things and it was it wasn't bad but it was to me to me yeah meh. i was so i gotta get I, in there i gotta go try i was so disappointed it literally like it ruined my night i really thought i was gonna oh, have no. it ruined my <laughs> night because i was so excited brown derby it's based on the one in california this is gonna be yeah amazing. yeah i've heard everybody raves about it and i maybe that's what it was maybe just the too much hype too much hype and i've, I've yeah. i never went back since all right well i'll report in whenever i get there yeah you gotta let me know Maybe they, uh, maybe I just had something bad. Yeah. So, favorite snack? <laughs> oh, the fresh fruit waffle. And I say that in air quotes because it's loaded with Nutella is, <laughs> is one of my, one of my favorite ones. Like I sometimes will eat it for breakfast. No judging. <laughs> the one by, the one by Sleepy Hollow, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, and then is... otherwise, like I'm an orange bird girl. I got to get that swirl. All right. So favorite Disney villain? Yzma. How much fun is she, man? She's awesome. And she's got the she's, best sidekick too. Kronk? Oh, God, yeah. Turns into a cat, evil potions. I don't see a downside here. I think I just love Kronk so much because I'm a huge Seinfeld fan that I'm like, oh, that yeah. voice just does it for me. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm in. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Redhead Baby Mama. Yeah, so that's... That's my that's blog you. that I started in, in 2012. Um, I was a new mom to a redhead. And in days before screen names really mattered or, or ULs, URLs really told a story, I was brushing his hair and I called into my husband who was in the kitchen. I was like, hey, is this URL taken? No. All right, just grab it. Yeah. So that's how it started. <laughs> And then I, uh, several years later, my daughter came and she dared to be a brunette. Oh, so people, everything. people, yeah, I know, right. They were like, <laughs> oh, aren't you now you got to rebrand. And I was like, no, nah, not necessarily. I mean, he, he still has red hair. I'll always be their mother in some way, shape or form. So I'm sticking with it. I might change what I'm into, but doesn't everybody, I might change what I write about. I might incorporate new stuff, but Hey, that's the way it rolls. You know, and it's so cool the way it kind of all worked out for you. Like you said, you were just, you were a writer, you love Disney. And then to just kind of be able to do what you love to do about what you love to write about oh yeah it's i'm very lucky very blessed what is your disney bucket list oh gosh definitely to go to all the parks all over the globe that's that's a big one i, I fulfilled some of my bucket list you know i've gone to d23 expo i ran a half marathon with run disney in the princess half marathon so that was a great fulfillment there i still haven't been on a disney cruise so that was and then the price tag scares me away all the time but you know, that's up there. Gosh, I've been on the Disney Parks Moms panel. What a what a treat that was. I've written for Babbel.com and DisneyFamily.com. I, I mean, I still haven't taken all the tours. I still got to go do those. Got to get to that brown derby. Got to have that salad. <laughs> Try that brown derby. <laughs> Is that the Cobb salad? Yeah, I hear things. I mean, I, sure, I'm a salad eater, but I never had the Cobb salad. I just know I, I just know they're famous for the Cobb salad. That's they why. are, and so I got to go try it. Um, and then also 
golly moly, I want to be inside that Adventureland Club 33 lounge. That's my that's my main bucket list is the original yeah. Club 33. That, oh, in I, Disneyland? Yeah, the no, one I just got I got to get that Adventureland one because I'm an Adventureland freak, you know. Jungle Orange Cruise. Dole Whip, Jungle Cruise, um, Trader Sam. I'm all up in there. So <laughs> I always walk past the door going, I wonder what it looks like in there. <laughs> you just like, want to run in, right? <laughs> I know. Just be like, I just want to come. I just want to tour around and look and then I'll leave. What's What do we got in the future? What's going on with like with Inside the Magic, with uh, Redhead, Redhead Baby Mom? What, what do we got going on in the future? Oh. Anything, anything? Well, you're kind of just on hiatus right now with... You know, every every 2020 is like a dumpster fire for everybody. So my personal blog is taking it slow. I have shifted a lot of focus into Inside the Magic because it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy my coworkers there. And so staying on top of all of the Disney content is a challenge. It's a wonderful challenge. I love doing it. So I'm sure that will grow. Of course, we're paying tons of attention right now to what Disney's throwing at us from preparations to open Disneyland, we hope. Mm. to modified offerings at Walt Disney World, what the other international parks are doing. I mean, like we said before, there's always something new, and Disney has not changed that fact right now. So oh, just all yeah. along there. What do you plan on going back next? I would, I hope, I'd hope to go in November, but I just don't think I'm personally ready yet, even though I miss it. I mean, I'm watching everybody's speeds and photos and loving it. So y'all out there in the Twitterverse, don't stop. Keep snapping away because I'm, I'm sucking it up. <laughs> but... Hopefully next spring. I mean, the 50th is next year for Walt Disney World. And so I'm dying to be in Magic Kingdom at that time, whether or not it's on October 1st or in the fall in general. That's when I'd really like to return. That's the golden sooner. ticket. Yeah. That's the golden ticket. Hopefully, hopefully it's, it's you know, it, it, they can go back to normal and do the things that they used to, you know. I hope so. It's just, it's a waiting game and, you know, they mm -hmm. may not have a cake castle, but I'll still be there. Yeah, I'll actually be there in September and I'm not flying. I'm just going to drive down mm -hmm. and we're doing everything very muted. Usually like I'm all over the place when I'm down there yeah. and we're kind of just doing, I don't even like, let me put it this way. As soon as I have my trip booked, I have everything like written out, charted. Oh, yes. Spreadsheet. Absolutely. Spreadsheets and contingency plans. I have a plan A. Then my plan B is to find out another way to make my plan A work if that fails. And then plan C <laughs> is another thing. So I, I have it all written out from jump. And this is the first time that I'm going to Disney. I'm leaving a week. Like I said, I'm driving. So I'm actually leaving a day early. I'm leaving um, a week from today. So at this point, a week from now, I'll be on the road. I yeah. literally have zero idea what I'm doing. I know I'm going to the, a couple of the parks because um, you have to register certain days. And I know I have a dining, one dining reservation. Usually I have like two dining reservations a day at different mm -hmm. places. I know exactly where I'm going to be at every minute of every day. This is the one time that I'm going that I have no idea. Well, and you know what? Today. I think that's smart because now you're really going to get that wandering magic that they're trying to insert mm -hmm. and it's not going to be lost on you. And I think that's going to be awesome. A lot of the advice I give to families when they're like, oh, what should I do? and Where should I go? And how should I do stuff? I was like, y'all, plan your fast passes, which is you know not applicable at this moment. Get a couple dining reservations and then everything else is gravy. It's going to be awesome. Look at something and say, hey, that's cool. I'm going to go over there and do that and just try to go with the flow. I know that's difficult in you know, a type A planning Walt Disney World mindset, but I think you're, I think you're going to have fun. I mean, listen, I'll have fun in Disney anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting still on the curb. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if, I, yeah if, I'm, if I'm in timeout in a corner and, and, and one of, you know, I'm going to have fun. I'll figure out a way, but we want to say thank you for joining us. It was really a pleasure to have you on today. Thanks for having me. Um, anytime. Love to talk Disney and don't forget adventures out there. And just, and do me a favor, just for everybody to hear one more time, just plug your, uh, what you got, where they can find you. Sure. I'm Lindsay. I'm at Redhead Baby Mama on all social channels. And you can also find my writings and babblings over at insidethemagic.net. There you go, guys. Check them out. I'm sure you guys already check them out. I mean, Inside the Magic is huge. In 2019, they added a winning, a winning blogger right here. So check out oh. Lindsay. <laughs> Thanks again for, you know, for stopping by. Absolutely. See you all later. Right. Bye. We'll be in touch. So that brings us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute, bringing us this week's Disney Plus info. we got Shakti. What can we look forward to this Friday, Shakti? All right. So for all you Disney Plus subscribers like myself that like to binge, <laughs> let's see. The first one, they all start this Friday the 25th. We have Secret Society of the Second Born Royals. It follows a teenage royal named Sam that is second in line to the throne of Illyria. Sam is bored with the royal life, but when discovers she has superhuman abilities and is invited to join a secret society of people just like her. This new class of royals must learn to harness their powers before they can save the world. That sounds pretty cool. I'm sure Bella's going to like that. Yeah, that does sound really interesting, actually. Number two, which is 
fantastic. The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. This show is going to give viewers a backstage pass into magic behind Disney's Animal Kingdom and the seas with Nemo and friends at Epcot. That's one of my favorite rides. That's actually really cool. Um, I love all that behind-the-scenes stuff. You guys know. But that's just... That's love all awesome. And then the ride is just so cute when you're riding, you know, when you're just making the line, it's got all the little bubbles. It's so dark. You feel like you're actually in there. Yeah. Anyway, the series is produced by National Geographic. So, you know, it's going to be awesome. And it's narrated by Josh Gad. And I think everyone knows who Josh Gad is. He's the, the voice for Olaf in Frozen and Frozen 2 amongst so many others. Number three, Weird But True, episode 307, Venomous Animals. Okay. Then we have uh, the Disney Nature Oceans. Filmmakers Jacques Carin and Jacques Clouzaud explore the underwater world by diving into the waters that sustain life on Earth. They capture amazing footage of the beautiful and harsh world of our ocean. That's one that I'll definitely watch. That one, I love all that, that stuff, too. Yes, Bella loves that. Bella is like all about underwater and sea creatures. All right, an, am so an amazing pronunciation on those French names, by the way. Well, thank you very much. I was doing my best French impersonation there. I'm so glad that someone spoke up and said something. I was, uh, I, you know, I could hear the applause in the background, you know, the silent applause. <laughs> okay, the next one I've never seen and I will probably never see, but I know there's some sappy viewers out there. The Fault in Our Stars. Have you guys seen it? I've seen it and it's one of those sad movies that I can't watch more than once. It was good. Right. Very good. So but it's... I think I'm, I'm a step ahead because I know how sad it is. Therefore, I refuse to watch it because I think I'll be crying for months. But for yeah, the people that don't sad. know what The Fault in Our Stars is all about, it stars uh, Shailene Woodley, which is the girl from Allegiant. She plays Hazel Lancaster, who is a 16-year-old cancer patient who falls in love with a teen from her cancer support group named Gus Waters, who is played by Ansel Elgert. He's pretty cool. They both love books, especially an imperial affliction by Peter Van Houten. Then when Gus gets an invitation to meet this author, he and Hazel embark on an adventure of their lives. You know, it sounds it sounds pretty good until it it's it is again, it's very good, but it's like I said, for me, there's a lot of movies like that where I'll watch it once and it's great and you want to watch it again, but I also know how it's gonna make me feel afterwards. Like and that's one of those. That's one of those movies that I saw it once, it was great, but I also know I don't want to see it again only because like, right. I'm like I think I've seen Bambi only like twice in my life because of that. I've only Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm I just saw Bambi. When did you guys see it? Like, like a week. like last week, and I refused to even walk by. I'm like, nope, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna do it. I can't. I like I've watched no. maybe the last time I watched it was maybe 20 years ago, and I realized I. Oh my goodness, sorry. That's it. We're like the same. I think that's about what I watched it last too. Oh. And it, I think the older I get, the more of a wuss I become. I just I can't stomach it anymore. We're gonna get a little off topic yet, but this is another movie that oh. I've I can never watch ever again because it's really sad. But it's. I know. It's a one. beautiful movie. The dog, the dog one. No, it, well, I, that I never even bought. I anything with dogs that I know is going to be said, I won't even watch. So I won't even watch oh. it. This was a Robin Williams movie, What Dreams May Come. Have you guys ever seen that? Oh my God. That was a terrible movie. You didn't like it? I thought it was so good. No, but it was no, but so no, sad. He commits suicide and his family dies. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's brutally sad. Like, But like, no, as far movie. as the movie, though, I thought it was a really great movie. No, no, no. The movie's fantastic. It was a great movie. Um, but like, it's like you literally Opening to close. Yes. It ends yes. It ends on a good note. With the family being together. In a way, you know, the family being together. It ends on a good note. I gave, realized I just gave a spoiler alert, but... I think we spoiled a lot of things here. <laughs> but it is a great movie. It's just, it's so sad that I can't watch it. I watched yep. it a couple of times and like I just, now I just, if it's on, I gotta like skip through it. So it's, I'm sorry about that. To watch. Okay. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Let's totally get into that. What else we got? Hidden Figures comes out, which I'm super excited to see. The movie follows three African-American women who work at NASA. The film stars Taraji P. Henson as Katherine Johnson, Octavia Spencer as Dorothy Vaughn, and Janelle Monet as Mary Jackson. The three serve as the brains behind launching John Glenn into space to open to not open the earth. <laughs> to orbit the earth. <laughs> yes, to open the earth. Yeah, I think they're just gonna orbit it though. They're not gonna open it this time. I think it's in the sequel. <laughs> Okay. It's, it's, so what else we got, Sam? You got so, some more of the Disney TV movie in a minute, right? Yes. So also coming on Friday, September 25th, we have Gordon Ramsay, Uncharted Season 2. Follow Gordon Ramsay around the world where he interacts with people from around the world about their food and their culture. Also, Muppet Babies Season 2. Also, we have For Protection Alaska Season 3. 
The series is produced by National Geographic and it follows approximately 100 residents of Port Protection, which is a remote community that is in the northwest corner of Prince of Wales Island in Alaska. It documents how the residents are pushed to the limit of surviving in harsh and lonely community. That's crazy. I'm actually excited to see how how they survive that cold. Yeah, Alaska's too cold. <laughs> yeah, of course. So the next one is Sydney to the Max, Season 2. Also, Wild Central America, Season 1. Explore the beautiful wildlife and culture of Central America with Nigel Marvin. Also, X-Ray Earth, Season 1. See the planet Earth as you have never seen it before by using the latest cutting-edge scientific tools. That one my son is very excited to see. And last one, One Day at Disney, Episode 143, Ashley Greenwich, R&D Imagineer Manager. See a day in life of Ashley Greenwich, who is a project manager who oversees assignments for Walt Disney Imagineering Research and Development Group. So that'd be pretty cool to see the behind the scenes a lot. I love all the one one day at Disney. I don't know if you guys watch it. I rave about it every time we bring it up during during the segment. Every time it comes up with a new episode, I'm always like, "That's one of my favorite shows oh, on the." Yeah. I'm and you guys know I'm a sucker for the whole like behind the scenes and the history of Disney and stuff. So like for me, that's one of those one of those things that I just I can't miss, you know. But that's uh some good stuff, guys. We're actually now gonna go over to some Disney news. So, who's going to go first? Or Andy, what do you got for Disney news today? Okay, so, you can now find two France-themed Minnie Mouse Dooney and Burke bags over at Lost Halls in the France Pavilion at Epcot. These were previously only available on Shop Disney, but now can be found at the park. So, what else you got? If you're in the mood for a chocolatey Halloween treat and you're near Disney Springs, then you should hop on over at the Ganache and get yourself a Frankenstein Mini Chocolate Piñata. Piñata is served on a bed of multicolored sprinkles and their, and their <laughs> signature crunchy chocolate pearls. The milk chocolate sphere is covered in a layer of green white chocolate to mimic Frankenstein and even has chocolate scar edible silver bolts on the side. Frank and mini ears are discs of solid chocolate and the purple polka dotted bow made of fondant. After you're done admiring the beautiful work of edible art, you can smash it open with the mallet it comes with and you can find more chocolate and marshmallows. You can get all of this for only $28 plus tax. Sounds really cool and tasty. I'm awesome. <laughs> you're in? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I mean you reading it. Bella and I were salivating. All right, we're we're in. That's a, that's at Holly. That's where's it? That's actually at the Ganache in Disney Springs. So I know. That might be. We'll talk about that later on. But that might yes, be something. We'll talk about older. that later. <laughs> Alrighty. Also, we have, you can now add some Disney flair into your kitchen with some Disney-themed sponges. You can find sponges that look like Cinderella's Castle, Teacup, the Monorail, and a Mickey balloon at Emporium in the Magic Kingdom for only $6.99 each. And lastly, what I have is, there are some new flavors of cotton candy now available for Halloween at the Magic Kingdom. You can find purple that has a great flavor and orange that has a, well, obviously, orange flavor. <laughs> you can find them all around the park at Popcorn Cart for $5. Sounds pretty good to me. I didn't know that there was really flavored cotton candy. I don't think I've ever had flavored cotton candy before. I think it's always just been the generic cotton candy flavor. Is anybody else? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree with you. It sounds interesting, though. I'm kind of interested in trying it, though. Yeah. All right, Sam, what do you got? So some newly filed permits seem to indicate that the work on the large-scale refurbishment of the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad may be starting again. The attraction was originally scheduled to have the refurbishment start in May, but due to COVID-19, and the parks shutting down, the schedule work was delayed. The planned refurbishment should finally bring the explosive finale sequence that was previously installed in the attraction at Disneyland in 2014 and at Disneyland Paris in 2016. So I'm actually pretty excited to see that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you never want to see something get shut down, but if they're going to do something to refurbish it, make it a little bit, you know, a little newer, a little nicer, why not, you know? Especially if we're not there at that point. Absolutely. It doesn't affect us, which is, I guess, selfish. But... <laughs> so another thing, on Disney Plus original series called The Wonderful Worlds of Mickey Mouse will be premiering on November 18, which is also Mickey Mouse's birthday. The show will be made of animated shorts of Mickey and his friends such as Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto. Beginning on November 27th, there will be two new shorts premiered every Friday for a total of 10 new animated shorts. There will also be an additional 10 new shorts in the summer of 2021. So that's pretty cool to look forward to. 
Yeah, there's always there's no, you can never go wrong with the original Mickey Mouse, you know. Absolutely. And then also the new walkway that will be connecting Disney Grand Floridian Hotel to the Magic Kingdom appears to be almost done. The new walkway is a swing arm bridge that can move to allow boats to enter and leave Seven Sea Lagoon. So hopefully the walkway will be completed by the time the Grand Floridian Hotel reopens on September 21st. That's today, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. What else you got, Sam? Yeah, I guess so. Also, if you're in Disney Hollywood Studios, take a walk over to Hollywood Studios Scoops on Sunset Boulevard because they have reopened. Markers have been placed to keep everyone socially distanced. So that I am so excited for. Yeah, also, I like that place. In Hollywood Studios has some new merchandise that hit the shelves around the park. At Hollywood Studios at the Tower Hotel gift shop, they have a new Tower of Terror zippered sweatshirt. The outside of the hotel Tower Hotel insignia and on the soft inside it has like features of the fifth dimension scene from the attraction. That's cool. And I love, I love the Tower of Terror. Like I love all that, that just even the, I, I could just stand in the queue line for like hours. I wouldn't, that's one of those rides. I don't even care if I get stuck in the queue line for. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So we actually took Aiden when he was about three and a half to the Tower of Terror and we got so many people staring us down. But in reality, he was so excited to go that it was, just, it wasn't something that we wanted him to go on. He just was so excited and he's, he's loved it since. I think old kids, what if they, they know when they're ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of Angie's first real thrill rides to my daughter Angelique. That was one of her first real like thrill rides. And that's like, I think it's like because of that, it might be like her favorite because of there's like that history of it being her first, you know? Mm-hmm. I was 13 when I first went on that ride and I wasn't ready. So I'm still petrified of it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so what do you have in the news today, Shaki? All right. So let's see. Um, if you're hanging around Main Street USA at the Magic Kingdom, then make sure to keep an eye out for a trolley decorated for the fall with Winnie the Pooh and friends dressed in their Halloween costumes. It's my favorite time in Magic Kingdom is the fall decor. So mm. I can't wait. Um, they're wearing the costumes that would have normally been worn during the Boo Parade during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. You'll find Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Eeyore, and Piglet riding down Main Street at Fandom's time during in the morning. That's something that I would love to see if I would ever make it there in the morning, which is hard for me. Um, I usually get to the parks in the afternoon. Oh, you're not a rope drop girl, huh? No, you know that I haven't made it to one rope drop yet. Really? Not one. And have I'm you been to closing proud. one? Yes, yes, yes. That one is almost one of the last people. I just sit and see the mad rush for people getting on the monorail. You know, hundreds and thousands of people sometimes, and I'm usually one of the last people out. Bella's in the stroller asleep. I'm Mm -hmm. like a zombie walking, but I prefer it that way. Okay, this is like the best news ever. Okay, you ready? If you plan on visiting the Magic Kingdom during the Halloween season, then you will be extremely happy to know that Walt Disney World will now allow adults us to wear costumes while visiting the park. That That's is, awesome. That is awesome. And you know what? It's probably something similar to the reason that, that because there's no um, Halloween party this year. Right. There's so, no the, not so scary. So we can go every single time. You know, yeah. we don't have. I think that that is a silver lining, actually. Definitely. I mean, you know, we'll be wearing masks, but we get to dress up. So I think it'll be cool, you know, like a ninja with your regular mask. Okay, that was that was awesome. Okay, I'm a super huge superhero movie buff. So it looks like the superhero film Black Widow, which was scheduled to open November 6th, will now be delayed, which is a bummer. The film was originally supposed to be released in May and has been pushed back, obviously, due to the pandemic. So who knows when that's going to come out. I'm, I'm a huge superhero film and I really want to see that. And Black Widow is such a cool character in Marvel. She doesn't really have any specific superheroes. She just kicks butt, man. Like, she's just... She's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it, like, when she was one of the ones to die and... and, and uh, yeah. It was like, what? Because you figured, oh, maybe she'll carry on and do more stuff, you know? No. Nope. I mean, obviously, they're going prequel, and so it's cool we still get to see her as Black Widow, but I'm glad that they have this coming out. I just wish we would have to wait so long for it. This is the one that I've been waiting for. I mean, everybody was crazy about Mulan, as as was I. This was the one that I wanted to see even more than Mulan, though, was Black Widow, so. Well, be, uh, the, the genre, you know, action, and it, you know, it's a con- uh, continuity of mm-hmm. the whole Marvel thing. I've loved Mulan, but Black Widow is, and she definitely kicks up a little bit more butt than... Yeah. So who knows? Probably 2021, the way things are going. So. Well, hopefully then, sooner than later. Oh, and then someone is going to put a 
fell on you. <clears throat> so it's now being reported that Ben Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimi are in talks to reprise their roles in as the Sanderson sisters in a Hocus Pocus sequel for Disney+. Plus. It looks like production will begin early next year, but there has been no word on a release date yet. That's fine. Just the fact that they're going to reprise their roles is fantastic. You know, that movie is just... And we talked a little bit about a couple weeks ago, and it's one of those movies that it's as time has gone on, it's gotten bigger and bigger. I feel like it when it first came out, it was one of those movies that nobody really thought about. And as time has gone on, it's just gotten just just snowballed into like this huge cult classic. Now it's a shame that Eric's yep. not here because he would love to. He could talk for three hours about Hocus Pocus. That's like his favorite movie of all time. You it know? is a total cult classic. Totally cheesy, but cited that that was announced and that they're going to make a sequel. That's going to be huge. If it, I mean, and hopefully it will still go through because obviously they're just in talks. So who knows right. if that was to happen and come out like obviously maybe next Halloween will not you know 2021 Halloween might be even too soon probably pre-production film it post-production but hopefully maybe by 2022 we have it and that will like that's one of those things that's going to be so big it could break Disney Plus for a little bit you know like it could be like I think it's going to have a huge huge impact on Disney Plus when it comes out that'll Um, be like a Mandalorian type thing yeah like you'll see a lot of people subscribe just because that's coming out yeah all right guys thanks for the news I actually have some new stories myself but before I get into my new stories I got a quick question Shakti I forgot this about one of your stories let me ask you a question ready okay (laughs) why can't a nose be 12 inches long i i don't know why because then it would be a foot (laughs) oh my my goodness (laughs) that was was just as bad as last week's that was awful let me tell you something it's funny and smart (laughs) we're teaching we're teaching metric systems in that one is it the metric system i don't know but it's so smart All right. So that brings me to my news. Are you guys ready for my news? After that, I don't think you can top that. We should end the show right there, I think, right? That's the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So according to the newly filed permits, Walt Disney World may be moving ahead with their planned construction of Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. The permits are for general construction at 4500 Big Pine Road. Uh, But exactly what the construction is won't be really mentioned yet. This is still unknown. The project was pretty, was previously believed to have been canceled due to the pandemic, but now with these new permits show that there is still a plan to bring some resort, you know, at, at some point. Uh, but so far, Disney's not really commenting on it, so they're not really letting us in on what the plan is. But there is something going on. There are permits for the site that they were originally planning to have this Reflections Resort. So if they can get that thing together, that'd be really, really cool. Also, in Tokyo Disney, they actually will be opening the new Fantasyland in, on September 28th. Uh, Fantasyland is actually going to be the home for the Happy Ride with Baymax and the Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Tokyo trip! And then also with in regards to Tokyo Disneyland, you're also going to be able to find these new uh, popcorn buckets. Uh, one is Beauty and the Beast. It's going to actually have four sides that have stained glass motifs. And you're also going to find a Baymax bucket, and it's going to look like the ride vehicle in the Happy Ride with Baymax. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, it'd be great if we can get something like that here. Even without the ride, I think the buckets would still sell here. But uh, what else we got? We got some bad news for Disneyland Resorts. They've been sending out cancellation notices to guests that have reservations through October 3rd. So it looks like maybe they're still going to be holding out on when they will be opening up. I thought I heard that they were kind of getting ready to open up any time now, but maybe it's that might have been a little false. I'm not sure. Have you guys heard anything about that? No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, you just want to get that open, get people back to work there that, you know, that love going and being cast members, you know? They socially distance like they do, like they're doing right now in Florida. They'd be fine, I think. You know, and I'm not one of these people that are trying to rush to open things up. I I'm, I get it. I'd take your time. Better safe than sorry. But um, I feel like Disney World in Florida has done a really great job. I haven't seen it firsthand. I will soon. Um, but from everything I've heard from, well, from you guys, Sam and Shakti, you guys were there. You guys told me firsthand, but they're doing a great job with the social distancing and stuff. So I'd like to think maybe they can kind of bring that to California and get them up and running soon, too. So, And then the last piece of news, if you're over at Disney Springs, you can head over to Amaret's Patisserie and you can get a pumpkin mini mouse it's actually a carrot cake base with marshmallow mousse and chocolate, and it even has candy corns to make up Minnie's bow. So now before we get into this week's Disney topic talk, we got to bring Sam to center stage and her, also her husband, Joey, who is her the co-founders of JSA Creations. How are you guys doing? Hey. Doing good. Glad to be here. Right. Well, I'm glad to have you on finally. We finally get to meet you. Yeah. And, uh, Get you bring you to the show. So um, Sam obviously is, is is on the show almost every week, and, and we all know that she is a big part of JSA Creation. So it's our first time getting to meet her husband Joey. So let's let's just ask, what? How did you guys get started? Well, you want to go first? <laughs> so. 
We love going to the parks and it was something that Joey was already doing. He already loved technology. He loved 3D printing. He was making arcades and helmets and even therapy toys for our son who's on the spectrum. So this was kind of something that we were like, hey, let's try it. It's just for us. It was for fun. It wasn't something that we were going to start a company for. But we got a lot of compliments at the parks and we decided, hey, why not? Very yeah. cool. How, how long have you guys been doing it now? Uh, a little over two years now. Almost two and a half years, I think. And you guys pretty much perfected the ear game in two years. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I don't know about perfected. Uh, no, they're per- let me tell you something. Like, we see a lot of ears and we see a lot of, and, and they're all good. We, we know there's a lot of small shops that, that make really, really nice ears. You guys, I think by far are the, the best ones on the planet, really. I mean, uh, they are yeah, hands I, down. I appreciate that. They really I'm, like I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the product comes out really, really awesome, guys. So, so where did you guys? I, I, I could guess I could take a guess, but the name, where did it come from? First so initial. A is for Joey, S is for Sam, and then A is for Aiden, and then Creation. And we and added you, 3D in it. Yeah, you do it like in a cool way. You add the 3D in there, like to kind of play on it a little bit. That's awesome. Right. Yes. Which of course causes confusion because people don't pronounce it sometimes, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> Even it's got to make it a little hard to find sometimes, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. Even some of our reps have pronounced it uh, wrong <laughs> when promoting stuff. So we've had that happen. That's been fun. Where do you guys get your inspirations and your ideas when you come? I mean, obviously, it's Disney theme, but like, what makes you say, let's, let's get into that next? Like, that's a part of Disney we want to do. So it really depends. A lot of our, or some of our inspiration comes from Aiden. So it depends. Like, for Halloween, he is super into Halloween. That is his thing. So we did Jason. We did uh, Freddy Krueger-inspired ears. And we also did where if you wanted to customize your drone to you can put ears matching your drone so that was pretty cool that was again inspired by aiden and we kind of go from there just things that we like we've just started you know pick a character we like you know especially maleficent or it just depends i don't know we just kind of do what we like yeah and then just you know we kind of write out a whole list sometimes we'll put out a a questionnaire and ask people hey what do you want to see next sometimes we'll start working on villains fab five i mean it just depends on what you know like you said sometimes type of year Sometimes it's something that just, I feel like I want to work on. I'm kind of inspired. There's ones that you kind of got to grind through because I just don't feel like doing them. But <laughs> it's, you know, so, you know, you're not going to be into everything. Sometimes it's some of the stuff I'm really into and some of the stuff you just kind of have to work through. Because, you know, there's a market out there for it. So you, of you course, know. of course. You're always going to, you know, you're always going to have your favorites and stuff. So there's times that I'm just like, listen, I know you want to do these five things, but I really been wanting to work on this. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's cool, man. And that's yeah. the best part, too, is when you can put your passion behind it. Yeah. It comes out, like, that much better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's nothing better than being passionate about what you do, so. How does the process go? Like, all right, so you come up with your idea, and I know you guys do, the, like, the 3D, and I can only imagine, I know it takes a long time to do those. How does, how does like, uh, how does the process work? First, you start off, okay, we kind of give them a theme. Okay, this is what we want to do, whether it's even the most recent ones, Hocus Pocus, this and that. So what I'll do is I'll literally go to Google, go to images, and I'll just start looking at stuff, trying to get ideas. Sometimes I kind of have stuff in my head ahead of time, just with a the theme. I already have something in my head that I know kind of what I want to do and I'll start looking for stuff to, to give me inspiration for that but a lot of times I just go looking I'll see something that catches my eye maybe I want to mix a couple things together and I'll start doing that and then I'll start working with either the the uh, PNG or uh, SVG files which is just in 2D before mm-hmm. I, I start bringing stuff into uh, the 3D program Fusion 360 is one of the ones I use into the sketch environment and then I'll start playing with it and kind of doing things and then redoing it and sometimes I can do things it's crazy sometimes I can do them in a couple hours sometimes it'll take me two weeks to get something done it just depends or i just keep refining it refining it sometimes she'll say i don't like I, I think we should maybe try this or even sometimes we'll go back and forth so it just depends but that's kind of the process and then once that happens creating the 3d files or 3d models themselves and then importing them creating g code which is what the printers use and then it kind of goes from there sometimes i can create stuff the printer just can't do i mean i've and then sometimes i gotta go back and i'm like okay it's just this is not gonna work i have to adjust the design in order to fit the machine the machines can do a lot but there's sometimes you can just go too crazy so you got to be careful with that and that's another thing i have to keep in mind because sometimes we can get to the point where we're in the weeds where we get a lot of orders and if i'm making these files that are taking and we do have a few of them like wally that take 13 12 hours to print and then if you get a failure six hours into it you got to start over you have to kind of factor that stuff in yeah there's a lot to it there's a lot of failure a lot of failure what's the longest ears that you ever took to make is it is it the wally 13 hours i think i think wally's 15 yeah i think i think he's the king yeah he's the king and it wasn't intended that way it's just sometimes that's how they work out sometimes i try to reduce things to get it down some but most of them are between six eight seven hours it depends i can get it to but some of them especially 
into the multicolors because you know we started it was just single color there was no multicolor and it's just kind of progressed into that and then of course as my skills gotten better yeah. um, I'm able to do a lot more stuff so just one of those things because what most favorite group uh, not group uh, set of ears that you guys have made well for you what is it no the favorite like the most popular ears well your favorite what's your oh, favorite? Oh, my favorite I would say are Lion King inspired both of you no for me I'm, I'm Probably my, my favorites are probably Wally is one of my favorites that I've done. And that was the most recent one. Those, the Hocus Pocus that we just did and the uh, Gaston's, those are pretty cool. That's but, cool. Cause the thing is, remember, I'm looking at it from a technical standpoint and how mm -hmm. I built them as opposed to just the way they look. So it's, you're the artist. So it's like, you're looking at, it's always like you're Picasso looking at your painting at the end. Pretty right, much. Right. It's just one of those things. So cool. So I, I know you've actually obviously mentioned a little bit what you guys got coming out for Halloween. Anything you guys got coming out for the Christmas holiday season yet that you guys know about yet that you want to let us in? On. I don't want to give out too much. <laughs> um, we will <laughs> trying to get a scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be expanding our magnet collection. Okay. And maybe some straw toppers. That's cool. Now you guys haven't done the straw toppers yet, right? That's new. We have. We actually did it for maybe about a month, where I was just secretly throwing it into people's packages, kind of just having them test it out. Mm. And I think we're ready. Yeah, and we'll expand the magnet line. I created the magnets kind of out of nowhere, and then. We just never really bothered to push further, even though I could. I just, it was one of those things we just kind of did. Same thing, like you said, with the straw toppers. We've actually made other stuff. We just never, sometimes we don't put it on the store right away. Sometimes we decide not to. It just depends. We so were looking at adapters for the hats, and I've kind of messed with it, but I just haven't found anything I really like yet, so I just haven't mm -hmm. done it. And unfortunately, I know people want because people have asked. So especially for the the guys that order, they want them for the baseball hats. And I get it. I've made them before. It's just I'm not happy with what it is. So we won't put stuff out until I know or at least I feel that it's good. That's cool. No, that's, yeah. that's the way to go it, you know. Yeah. So have you guys ever seen, have you been in the parks yet where you've actually seen someone with your ears on? Have that, has that ever happened yet? Yes. From a distance, I actually saw someone with one of our ears and I was so excited. I just didn't want to approach them because I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and how do I approach them? Am I going to be overbearing? <laughs> but yeah. You got to run up and hug them or something, right? I, I do. I, I do want, I mean, not with you don't COVID, be that, but... You don't want to be those creepy people. <laughs> <laughs> I was embarrassed. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's we did, which was cool. I mean, it's kind of neat to see something that you made that's now roaming the parks, and even the ones that ended up out in uh, when people started ordering from California and it was getting out to Disneyland. That was that's, pretty that's cool. You guys reached out that far. You yeah, know? yeah, that was pretty cool. So you know, I mean, it was I don't know. I guess I never expected it to get to what it has. It was just supposed to be for fun. It was yeah. something that we were printing, even therapy toys for Aiden to take to his therapies, and I don't know. I just never expected it to be where it's at now. Yeah, yeah. we could get Aiden on the show eventually one day. I, we we <laughs> every day for a minute yeah so that's got to be the next uh the next interview right yes so guys they make the most amazing ears so make sure obviously you're gonna you're gonna hear sam almost every week so you guys will always be up to date with everything they got going on but and again thank you guys for sponsoring this episode thank you so much being part of the giveaway this week and we really appreciate it and Joe, to it's a pleasure to meet you come on whenever man always, oh yeah whenever absolutely Sam's on, always pop in for a minute sometimes yeah. we can even leave sam off camera and off, off. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm actually, I'm glad to be here. So thank you very much for joining us for the segment. And uh, thank you for having me. And again, you're always welcome to join the show whenever Sam's on or even when Sam's not on, come on. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, trust me. I go to the parks just as much as she does. There you go, man. All right, man. All right, bud. Nice meeting you. You too. Be well. Okay, so that's going to bring us to this week's Disney Topic Talk. Uh, who's going to go first? Let's go. Uh, Randy, what's your our Topic Talk this week? Well, actually, first, let me say what it is. Um, <laughs> if you didn't hear earlier in the episode, we're actually talking about our restaurants that we have not been to yet, that we're dying to go. And we're going to tell you a little bit why we are. it's on our, our bucket list of dining in Disney and uh, what our, our sample menu would be when we go. So, Randy Lynn, what do you got for us? I grew up around the corner from the beach so my family is way into seafood i am i love seafood it's like literally uh, my life um so i had never been to the coral reef before and i have heard great things about it i would love to uh go there the next time i go with in epcot yep it's in epcot i've only uh, i think i've only been to one restaurant in epcot i just can't think of what it is at the top of my head <laughs> yeah well, but what, uh, what is what it's other than just you know living on the sea what interests you of, of coral reef is have you like what do you what did you see in the menu that you that you have to have i really want to try the seared mahi mahi i've also heard it's very good from some of my friends that have been there before so 
It's it's very good. I'm not a big seafood guy, so it's not on my on the top of my list. So, um, but my wife likes seafood, and my you know my son likes seafood, so we'll go. But okay, cool. Thanks, Randy Lynn. So, Sam, what was your restaurant that you're just dying to get to that you have not been to yet? <laughs> so I chose California Grill. I love California Grill. It has been something that Hubby and I have talked about going. We just prefer to just do like an adult uh, time. It's a date night place. It really is. Yeah, I I mean I. We've seen a bunch of pictures, a bunch of people that have gone. I just don't feel like it's a good atmosphere for Aiden, but I would I would consider a date night, and the food looks great. If he does like, if does he like fireworks though? Yes, he does. So I mean, that's one reason to bring him because they do the fireworks, and it's like the view is like you're like right there, eye level with the fireworks. So that that would be maybe one thing, but other than that, it's definitely a date night place. You know? Yeah, I think I want to save it for a date night just because we don't get many. <laughs> <laughs> but that is one of the reasons why. I do want to go there because of the fireworks also because they have this appetizer that had me dying to go try it's the beer and cheese it's like a soup and it has like grated pretzels with garlic and i look anything with pretzels and cheese <laughs> who got a text is that sam again with the texting <laughs> who was that it's a dad group chat. well yeah no um california grill is amazing my son like love seafood or, and he loves sushi at least and the sushi plate like if you like sushi at all you should the sushi is everybody seems yeah. to rave about it I had a little bit of it I don't I don't mind sushi I'm just not, I'm not that big into it but they actually the, the portion of sushi you get for your app and it's an appetizer mm-hmm. portion you get like it's almost like a meal in itself like it, it, you'll be full just from from the sushi it's a huge portion of it so that's it something if you're cool. in, it has like American food but also seafood and then it also has sushi so it's and, they have, they, and they have different spins on certain things like I don't know I know it's sometimes it's seasonal so I don't know what they have right now um if they're are they actually are they open right now are they still no open? they're not they're still closed okay but um like i i used to get the rice in there they they are open oh did they reopen yeah i looked and i didn't it's with a, not with open a mod- with a modified menu hmm. i gotta do my research of what's open where i'm gonna be able to eat what about dessert have you looked at the desserts yet yes so they have a <laughs> Turn it off, and I'm trying to put you guys. I, on I'll, I'll tell you, it's Sam. I give not you not working. Sam, I'll give you a hint. Here's how you turn it off. Are you by a window? Yeah. Open that window and throw it out the window. <laughs> So the dessert that I would love to try is the white chocolate creme brulee. Mm. I love white chocolate and I love creme brulee. So to have mixed that in together, that sounds delicious. That that yeah, I don't think I've ever had that when I've been there. That's actually just really good. I don't even know if they even had that on the menu because I feel like that's something I would have definitely tried. But yeah, no, that's cool. What about you, Shaki? I also got the California Grill. I feel like if you haven't been to the California Grill, that's got to be on top of everybody's list for the most part. It's such a cool place, man. It's. We've made reservations three or four times. We, but every time, you know, we always make it when we are at Magic Kingdom. And like I said, we we never get to Magic Kingdom until later in the afternoon. And we can't pull ourselves away from Magic Kingdom to make it there on time. So luckily, every single time, I've been able to cancel within the 24-hour window. And they've been gracious enough to let us cancel it without charging us the, like the $10 per person. Mm. But I definitely want to go to see the fireworks, too. And you were telling me that... That they pipe in all the music and everything that you yeah. can hear so that must be super magical that with delicious food imagínate yeah. that's like perfect yeah with the they actually when they have the music come in, it's even like you hear it on the observation deck and you hear it in the actual restaurant itself. It's like you're right there in front of the castle. It's like the best seating you could have to watch the fireworks. Like eye level to the fireworks, the music and all the sound is coming right through to the restaurant. So you're not missing out on that part of it. It's not like you're just watching fireworks. You're getting the whole experience, but from either the seat that you're eating your meal at or you can walk on the observation deck. And you're right. That's one of the, that's always why it's so hard to actually go there because everybody always wants to go for the fireworks show. California Grill is great any time of day, but there's that extra bonus experience of going during the fireworks show. And usually it's at the end of a long day at Epcot, or I'm sorry, at Magic Kingdom. Every time I've gone, I've always gone where I was exhausted and disheveled and sweaty because I spent the whole day walking in a park. You know, when you try to go in decent clothes because it's a, it's a nicer restaurant, so you don't want to just walk in like in a, in, you know, basketball shorts and a t-shirt. So you want to wear like a polo and maybe some nice shorts or something. But, you know, after walking around a park all day, you're hot, you're sweaty, and you look like a mess. 
So it's always kind of like that's always like the hard part is being able to follow through at a reservation because again, it's a long day if you're if you go to the park first and then there. So one one thing you can do is just set that reservation, go somewhere else for the day, and then just show up there at night. That's one thing you could do. Or leave the park a little early. Maybe Shakti can get up early for a rope drop, leave the park around five, and then go back. Yeah, I can tell you that one, that's not gonna happen. Man. Not even not even I don't think I could even make it early enough to go ride Avatar. And that And we know how like, we all feel about Avatar. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. And if, if I can't make it early enough to go ride Avatar, I'm not gonna make it for a rope drop anywhere else. But uh with what Sam was saying, I mean in the menu, it just all looks so good. I, I love the sushi and there's some short spare ribs there and they have some like I mean, I don't know how big they are, some I know I'm hungry too already some <laughs> giant scallop so I, I there's not one thing that calls out to me just the whole menu i think it's a menu and the ambiance so i think they could ser- serve me like um, a lonely pea on a plate and it'll be delicious <laughs> yeah yeah the ambiance there is phenomenal um yeah I'm probably gonna get made up made fun of by all my friends for saying ambiance <laughs> but the ambiance it no it really is and again but bonus is it's not just the ambiance the food is actually terrific actually terrific and it just has a cool vibe even if you take out the fireworks and the food it's just the, the vibe is cool up there you know i don't know it just you feel classy eating, <laughs> eating there i don't know i don't Ooh, know classy. Feel classy well i know that i'll be there not this weekend but next weekend i but i'll probably be back in in october again you gotta do and it. i'm thinking that i'll just make i think i'm within the 30-day window so i should just go ahead and reserve it now and make it a point to really go yeah sam was talking about that creme brulee which i absolutely love the creme brulee but they have some cashew cheesecake Oh, I did see that. Oh my goodness. That looks good. Yeah, Sam, you know what we have to do? We'll have to go together. You get the creme brulee, I'll get the cashew cheesecake, and very socially distancing, <laughs> you know, our forks won't touch or anything, but we'll share. Moscato wine. Yes, I'm in. Just they actually have on. a huge wine selection, too. They do. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's, that, that's where you'll find Sam and I, all right? <laughs> all right. Well, mine is... Every time you hear about it, it's everybody raves about it. It's Victorian Alberts. You're all fancy, Victorian Alberts. Victorian Alberts is it's a bucket list kind of restaurant. It's so bougie that it's not even on the dining plan. It's like you're so fancy. I've never been there, so that just shows you I'm not that fancy. I've never been there yet. So, <laughs> and they actually have three different dining experiences that you can actually choose from. They got the regular dining room, they have the Queen Victoria room, and then they also have the chef's table. And that's actually the experience that I want to experience is the chef's table. It's basically you get put in the kitchen. It's a separate table away from everybody else. It's in the kitchen and it's like the head chef gets to basically personally cater to you. It's basically like if you think just being in the dining area is is, is bougie, this is like bougie times 10. Like it's it's even it's even crazier. Um, but it's they actually have it's a price fix menu. So basically your price is already set. It's for like a seven to ten course price fix. You're looking at about two fifty per guest, so it's definitely not cheap. Um, if you want to do the wine pairings with that, you're looking at about four hundred dollars per guest. They actually start every evening with a champagne toast with the whole staff at the chef's table, and you get started on the courses. And the courses are just when you when you read what they have, it's I don't understand how people can actually sit there and eat so much food because, like I said, after like when you when you when you see what they have after like the third or fourth course, you're like any normal person would be done. So I don't really know how you do it, but people will obviously do it. But the first course, you get it in a mousse-bouche where it's like that cleansing of the palate. That way you're ready to eat whatever it is that you're going to eat the rest of the evening. The second course would be like a New England langoustine. I'm sorry, New Zealand langoustine. Third course is Nantucket scallops with dill. Fourth course is maple glazed Manchester quail with a chestnut gnocchi. That sounds delicious. That's the Yeah, that was like when I got to that, I was like, oh, oh sign me up. Gnocchi. Then mm. they got... Texas wild boar with salsa verde, which I was going to like wild boar. I don't know. But when you hit me with the salsa verde, I was like, all right, I'm in. And then sixth course is Miyazaki Japanese beef. Seventh course. Now we get into the dessert part of the menu. The vanilla gelato with plum compote and white chocolate. To Mm. me, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. To think about not eating this meal after talking about it is actually going to drive me. That is a lot of food. It's a lot of food. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I, I mean, can you take some stuff to go? I can imagine you can, but. Like for two fifty, it better be a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, little you know? doggy bag. My my bougie doggy bag. It has bougie on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we have another dessert course, and it's a Trinitario chocolate mousse and avocado gelato. I would, I think it would be good. Yeah, the triple A five diamond rating. I think they've gotten that every year since like two thousand. 
Mm-hmm. So the ratings are there. The awards are there. The price is what makes it sometimes for a lot of people. Like, especially if you go with a family. How do you go with a family of four and, and you know what I'm saying? You drop a thousand dollars on, on, on yeah. dinner. That's before tip, tax, and everything else. Although I don't know, maybe tips included. I'm not sure. You know, some of these places that have it like that, that where it the price is set. Like a date night, anniversary. Yeah, it's a special occasion. <laughs> So, anyway, that's my dining experience. I would love to try Victoria and Albert's maybe one day. That does it for Topic Talk, and we're actually going to get out of here soon. But before we do, uh, me and Shakti want to tell you about next week's episode. So you're going to want to make sure you guys tune in next week. Shakti and I are taking the show on the road. Right, Shakti? That's right. We'll be at Disney Springs uh, next week, and then the day after we'll be yeah. eating around the world. Food and Wine Festival, yep, we'll be eating around the world. So we're taking the show on the road. Uh, we'll actually be recording next week's episode, and that's one of the reasons why it's actually going to air on Tuesday instead of Monday, just because it's going to be a little bit different of a situation than us just hanging out on Zoom. I'm just a huge, huge fan of the Food & Wine Festival. I feel like it's the, one of those reasons why I have to go to Disney every fall is because of the Food & Wine Festival. I'm excited to hopefully they have some new stuff. I'm sure they do. Every year they have something new, and I'm sure they, I'm hoping they have some of the old stuff that I, you know, I've fallen in love with over the years. But yeah, we're going to be reviewing a bunch of different food and drink around the around Epcot. Uh, so it should be a fun episode just hanging out in Epcot. Maybe we'll have a special appearance or two by uh, Shakti's little one, Bella. Oh, she's getting ready to heckle us, she told me already. <laughs> well, hopefully she'll she'll be there and she'll be she'll be nice. She won't have okay. much. I bet I guess she can't promise, right? No, but, she can't. Uh, so yeah, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Again, it'll be airing on Tuesday instead of Monday. So um make sure you guys check it out. Uh we'll be doing our usual trivia giveaway and sponsorship. So we'll talk about that when we uh when we when we come on next week. Uh, so it'll still be the same. Also to next week, we're gonna actually be giving out the winner of the Instagram giveaway with WDW magazine. That big uh the big one where it's the one year digital subscription to WDW Magazine and the $100 gift card. So we'll actually be announcing the winner next week on that episode from Epcot. You excited, Shakti? I'm so excited. I mean, I'm like really, really, really excited. I'm going to gain 50 pounds that day. Dude, don't don't even. I'm going to eat Don't even. It's going to be a lot of food. And we're also going to take some content for YouTube, too. We're going to do some... Um, it won't air for a little while still, but we're going to actually get some content from all the different resorts in Disney, uh, some Disney Springs stuff. So we're going to have a lot more than just, just Epcot. The episode will be just Epcot, but then we're going to hopefully have a bunch of stuff that's going to be on YouTube and TikTok reviews and stuff like that. So it should be really cool. Yeah, I guess that'll do it today, man. You know what the good, the best part of the show was? Your, your dad, dad joke. joke. Not your dad your joke. Dad joke. <laughs> you just- that's how you know it was the best part, because you guys all guessed it together. <laughs> I said not your dad joke. Yeah, but you know that's because you love it. <laughs> but we all said it at the same time. That's hilarious. Because I'll be honest. It's probably my favorite part of the night. Oh, my joke. God. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad that I actually can bring laughter and humor to everybody. It's a gift. But, yeah, so let's give some thank yous. First, let's start with, with our, our Disney family, Samantha, JSA Creations, for being the sponsor this week and for being part of the giveaway this week. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you so much, and good luck to everyone. And again, you want, why don't you give them real quick what the prize is going to be this week since you're so the, the sponsor. The prize is going to be shop credit. So you'll be able to go through our Etsy and see from the 64 designs, see which one you like. If there's a design that you want one side and then another design and another side, you'll have the option. So you can just DM us and we'll work with you. So basically, the, the, the world is theirs pretty much. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being not only a sponsor, but just being part of the family, part of the show every week. You know, uh, you, bring you. It, you bring it every week that you're on. You, you know, we love having you and so excited where this thing's going to go in the future with with all of you guys involved, and, and Sam too. Also, I want to give a big thank you to Lindsay Paris of Inside the Magic and RedheadedBabyMama.com. She is so funny, so cool. We're so glad to have her on this week. But now let's say goodbye to the rest of the crew. Randy? Bye, everyone. Sam? Bye! And last but not least, Shakti. We'll see you next time. Gosh, and I'll, yes, see, and I'll actually you. see you next week. I know. I'm super, I'm super thrilled. I can't wait. All right. So, guys, thanks for listening. Remember, have a great day, a better tomorrow, and we'll see you guys next week. 